I, I think in general there are styles of clothing that somebody who isn't in the community is or somebody who even is aware of the community but isn't 100% involved with it would bat more of an eyelid and mm. examples of them would be a muir cap so that kind of that kind of one that has a bit of a brim to it yes. I think you, I, I yeah. mean for God's sake when when we caught up in Birmingham we, we were wearing it they looked um, gorgeous it really <laughs> just looked fabulous I loved it it looked and it was so funny because when you were wearing your cap it actually just came uh almost really quite close to the the bridge of your nose <sighs> and when you took your cap off I think my friend nearly passed out if you quite remember um <laughs> oh my god he's good <laughs> he's gorgeous oh my god <laughs> yeah good impression <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so funny i wish i filmed that moment it was hilarious yeah i mean whilst we're whilst wearing the brim as close as your nose it makes you feel like you want to pass out it it kind of adds a bit more to the aesthetic definitely the rule Absolutely. is um the rule is when you join the community you learn about it when you're wearing a muir cap the kind of stereotypical one way that you could wear it is by there being just a gap a, a thumb gap basically um and if you oh, manage wow. to put, put your thumb through the bridge of your nose as well as the the brim in the muir cap you've kind of you've kind of got it there basically that's oh, wow. what I try my best to do because it makes you look more secretive a little bit more anonymous a bit more mysterious at the same time it worked know? it worked <laughs> it worked it worked <laughs> So going back to other styles of clothing that could mm. be linked back to more military style. I know you mentioned Nazism. Tool boots is also one definitely that some people think, oh gosh, really? I think if I can imagine, it's not a case of somebody who isn't in the community just a straight away assuming they are representing yeah. what, you mm. know, German soldiers look like in the 30s and the 40s. Yeah. I don't, we we don't think that's the case. I think it's more of the why are they dressed like Five, that yeah. mm. and that and that's why we can be here and we've got a platform now to basically talk about it yes um, absolutely. this is the thing it all forms part into kind of the role play in which a particular leather man wants to look like and when I mean role play I don't I don't mean taking us back to 70 or 80 years ago hype because a lot of military men back then as well as now are linked to high protocol they're linked to formalities they are linked to having hierarchies and statuses for example in tribes in that case it'll be in barracks for example really um and for that in terms of what leather men look like it it just forms into part of the role play scene Mm, yeah really uh in essence so for example if you went to Folsom Street Fair in Berlin in September where myself and a lot of other fetish and leather men were at you'd probably see a quarter of leather men for example wearing these breeches and nobody would bat an eyelid just Mm. because we know the fact that they're not out there to represent what the world looked like Mm. in in a certain part part of the world 70 or 80 years ago it just forms part of the role play really we're not expected we're not expecting them to people who wear breeches or wear muir cap to execute practices that were done back then or no. absolutely, absolutely any, anything like that, that, that that's it's far it's far from the case and I can tell yeah. you now Denver as well as people who are watching it now yeah. that, that is never ever our intention if if any particular individual in our community was wearing such clothing with an intention mm. of linking it really back to the roots of what 
Nazism were. Oh my God, that's yeah. that's, that's really quite something to worry about and take a bit of action, you know, straight away. I think what I like about this conversation is the education. And that is one of the things that for me is really important with Talk to Touch. So not when you don't understand where somebody's coming from or you don't understand their world or their community, in my mind, having an open conversation and being able to to talk without criticism or judgment, because my intention is not to judge the leather community. It's being able to share where I, my perception, and I know my perception is wrong. Mm. That's what I am fully aware of. But being able to talk to you, I feel is so important because it's about education, understanding where other people are coming from, people who are not in your community, people who you don't hang out with, people you don't see very often, and then just understanding where they're coming from or their fashion or their style. Mm. I mean, I love corsets. I absolutely love corsets. And I'm not talking about the fashion corsets that they throw out these days, because you know what? Talk about insult to those who do design and make corsets. I'm talking about proper corsets. Yeah. And I have some. And I know some women find, or some people find corsets offensive. Oh, they were torture instruments for women and they were ways of oppressing women. I find them sexy. I love mm-hmm. corsets. So understand, just getting to understand other people's likes, their fashion, their styles, and what something means to them. I think it's an important tool and way of understanding another community, get into grips with where they are so that when you see them, you can begin to dissolve and just change your your viewpoint because you're looking through a particular lens and seeing a community and a world through an idea that you think is right. Because like I was saying with the trousers, in my mind, that's what I remember. I see that style, that shape. That's what Mm -hmm. I instantly recall. As I learn and become more educated about your community, that can dissolve. And now I see a style, an interest, a lifestyle, a way of being, which is important for for the leather community. And it matters. And it's not about trying to convince people to accept everything about a group of people, but to be respectful, to Mm. say, okay, that style, that fashion, it's not me. Corsets, no, I really don't like that. It's not me. But I respect that that's what you like and and that's what we want yeah and this is this completely co- copies and pastes into not only the breaches conversation that we've had to that particular style of trousers but also our community as a whole you talk about it seems that you're very knowledge knowledgeable on french fashion and just fashion in general really i mean like you know let's let's talk about you know christian dior and let's talk about you know, in the 90s when Dior as a household started to make the saddlebags or something <laughs> like, or, or when Dior back in the 50s and 60s used more corsets, for example, mm-hmm. to represent women and their figures whilst yeah. creating pretty mm-hmm. iconic designs. You you can be in the fashion uh, community in the fashion industry, but you, you, but you don't necessarily need to like them. It's exactly no. the same with leather. The core fundamentals which drive people into this community is that you can be queer you can be straight you can just be a human bloody being Mm. and you can have an interest a kink or just a general liking to leather how it looks on somebody or just how it makes you feel 
um you, the bedroom stuff you don't even need it it's just though it's it's not rocket science denver and i'm not saying yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying i'm not speaking down at you it's just something that a lot of people struggle to come to senses with it's like i'm a gay man and i joined a gay football team because i like football i love to play football and i i wanted to build a social circle around mm. a group of people who would respect me for who i am it's exactly the same Absolutely. in the leather community and mm. in particular thinking about that 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 subset of um the, the particular style of that those, those breaches going back into it you've got the likes of let i'm going to go back to dior back in the 90s creating the saddlebag you know Tom of Finland in the 60s and 70s when he started to really create and master drawings that included Leatherman who wore those breeches. Mm. The intention from Tom when when he when he started to draw them were not to take people back to the 30s or no. the 40s at all. It was to make it look very over-exaggerated, to add in that role-play element at the same time, really. Um, and that, that that's why a lot of I still wear it today but then at the same time not everybody likes breeches mm. because of you know because of how it looks for example the cost associated with it yeah really so some people might still not come to sense of what we've talked about of, of the genesis of the why people are a bit hit and miss yeah. on the breeches in the first place mm. really so it's, it's it's very fluid but it's very similar to other communities really there are yeah. subsets of the community but you don't necessarily have to you know like it or appreciate it no. Really? I love 40s and 50s fashions. Mm. I love the 80s. I love 80s music. I think they, but I still don't want to wear a shell suit now. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wearing... wants to see me in one either, darling, is all I can say. <laughs> no, not wearing a shell <laughs> suit. You know, so it's, and it's, it's fine. It's, it, you know, it's okay. And I think it's important for people to be able to be able to express themselves. A lot of leather men and people who are in the community love the look, for example, of a more formal Leatherman who's just wearing all black, kind of like the stuff that Tom of Finland would create, mm-hmm. for example, and we and we took on board, and um, and then that's absolutely fine in the eighties, kind of and nineties. This is b- b- before my time, but a lot, a lot of Leathermen were called clones, right? Okay. You know what I mean by by, by clones, not not because of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, or anything like that, really, but. <laughs> But because but but the genesis was that we was that Leatherman all looked the same, and it's and it's still it's still a case today really that you could mm-hmm. look you could go up to a leather social and a lot of men would look and dress the same, but it's not frowned upon. It's not necessarily a mm-hmm. bad thing. It would be people outside of the community would be yeah. saying that to Leatherman inside of the community at the time really, and thankfully it's something that doesn't happen now because our community isn't as frowned upon really yeah but I think at the same time what you can do of leather is make it your own leather weekend took place last weekend for example and I was one of the contestants for Mr London Leather and what we were asked to do was kind of bring out three outfits that represented you your individuality and your take on what the brief was for example so one category is called leather light l-i-t-e and the brief was basically make it your own. So when I see light, I think, okay, let's only include two or three bits of leather. And um, one person, for example, wore wore this wore a bar vest like this with some lovely stitching on the back, and he made it his own. And then from my side, I thought, oh my god, I want to just wear lederhosen because because <laughs> leder literally translates to leather trousers. And that, because I'm half German, I thought, oh my god, this okay, this is fabulous. This fits this fits perfect. So I wore them. 
some low top grinder kind of style um, military boots and off off I went really so you can really you can really make it your own going to a social event dressed up (laughs) like that like the the the, the second category was called hanky pankies um which is all about handkerchief coding in that started off in kind of the 70s and 80s when when the leathermen first started to come around to show what their kinks were I did yellow that represents do do you want to guess what it is piss Yes, there you go. You're uh, uh, just uh, just come in with us now. Come, come, <laughs> come yeah, just 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 join. So what 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 I wore is my a, a yellow football kit. I wore some yellow, sh- yeah, some black leather shorts. Mm. I, I just wore almost like a football kit, but half of it was leather. You know, so you you can really yeah. make these things your own, but also appreciate how a guy would look in leather, how it fits their body, loose yes. or tight, how the smell of it is. I I bought a leather football. And I just licked it completely just to. You, you know, love licking your leather, don't you? We do. We do. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Great. Honestly, you need to try it sometime. Oh, then. do you know what? I just might have to. You <laughs> know, the next time we talk, it's going to be a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Oh, my God. I love oh, it. I do. So, you know, I yeah. think I said to you, actually, um, in an email that I'd been to Torture Garden in London. Mm-hmm. Yep, you said. Loved that. Tell place. me about it. Oh, my God. When I looked them up the other day, because I thought, do you know what? They're still going. They're still going. Mm. They are the largest fetish club. Is it in Europe or the world? One or the other. It's flipping one of... massive. Yeah, one of the other. One of the other. Who knows? And I think what's great about torture garden that is open to anybody of yes. any you know you can be queer you can be part of the queer umbrella you could and then or you could just be straight you can you can jump on in there because you've got a desired fetish for something and there will be something or yeah. one and or someone there for you basically yes you know and and that's why it's important to keep these safe spaces open where you can meet people in person compared to online because yeah I, I find it 10 times more fulfilling meeting people in person yeah. compared to just staying at home, mm. maybe meeting someone at your place for other XXX reasons yeah. mm. or just meeting somebody in a pub, in a bar, yeah. at Torture yeah. Gardens, in Berlin, mm. you know, who knows. I love it. I was so pleased that they were still open because so many queer spaces have closed, particularly over the pandemic. And I thought, gosh, mm. I wonder if that has... I wonder if that's still going. And it was. And I was, I really was pleased. I thought, my goodness, that's flipping awesome. But what I also loved about it was it just goes to show there are more people out there into kink than are willing to admit. It doesn't matter what that kink is. Like there was one lady I was listening to the other day being in a bath full of jelly. I don't know. For me, that feels very cold and squishy. (laughs) But she it. I mean, God knows how long she'd spent in that bath full of jelly. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Everybody, everybody's kinked to their own. But there well, are more people into kinks and fetishes that are willing to admit it. Well, honestly, from my side, I don't understand it. I, I accept it, but don't. But wouldn't wouldn't look at doing it. But if you just chucked a bit of vodka in, I'm gonna <laughs> jump in there, and I might, I might, I might even have to join her, which is something that I would that, that I would never ever admit. You know, me being a full blown homosexual. Oh, excellent. So. What transformation do you think kink 
and leather has on an individual in terms of their psyche. So they're kind of like their state of mind. So when I think about it, I do think that if you are incredibly self-conscious about your body and who you are, I think kink and leather would certainly help improve and change that. And I think I could be wrong, so definitely correct me, because I don't imagine everybody who is there has that typical fitness ideal, in inverted commas, body. I think you would mm. more likely find a broad spectrum of body sizes and shapes. And the next thing you know, you're finding yourself in a world where suddenly you don't have to have an eight pack and muscles on your muscles. You can be who you are, which is what, which is what you want, really, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to uncover there. And I think, unfortunately, as the decades have gone on and from what we've seen in the past, it's becoming more and more common for people to look at either finding good or bad ways to lose lose weight quick, gain muscle mass because of what social norms or even communities want. There are still some people in our community, for example, who would only fetishize Leatherman, for example, who are muscle marys mm. or and that's totally not a bad thing we all we all lo- love the look of look mm. of it but at the same time it's important to recognize that not everybody can or even wants to look like that yeah at, at, at all really so go, going back to your original question you can look at it from two sides one kind of how it can benefit your mental state of mind your psyche to your point as well as what it means on the outside of your body really so I think if we look at the first part, the more mental psyche, it's quite interesting because from my side, probably especially when when I became single again, which is kind of December, January time, wasn't in a good body shape, kind of interested in looking into leather, but didn't want to buy it because I thought, oh God, I wouldn't look good on me at all. However, the first time kind of I went out into London with Andy by myself, trying on bits and pieces of leather you buy it, you bring it back home, you kind of wear it in your bedroom for the first time. Woo-hoo! You know, I, I, yeah, I wore it in my bedroom for the first time, you know, and my mum and dad were walking along kind of uh, along the corridors thought, God, 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 bloody hell, I need to keep my voice down. Or, or that also they don't hear the creakiness or anything. <laughs> yeah, that distinct literally. leather sound. <laughs> li- literally like that. And, um, and, and, and once you wear it for the first time, you really see yourself you you can really fetishize the living daylights off of yourself. You can start to smell it. You can, you know, look at yourself and you think, God, I, I look and, and I, it's not about looking good. As long as you look good yourself mm. with, with nobody saying otherwise, that's what's most important to me. But at the same time, feeling good is the most yeah. important, the, the mm. most important thing in, in, inside really yeah. um, in terms of how it makes you feel. We, we talked about kind of one of the main impacts of wearing leather for me is confidence yeah. from, I said, and that's the main trend is that a lot of leather men and fetish men in general, whether they're out and about with it in public, go you by the way, or if you're wearing it in the bedroom, having fun, you just feel 10 times more confident, ready to explore new things with a significant other, or just be out and about with a group of friends because you're you, you're wearing the same thing and feeling the same way, basically. I, I know people who are like their really early stages of haven't even buying the leather but they just know that they love that they absolutely fetishize it but they're too scared to buy it see how they see how it fits on their body because they're so worried of shaming themselves basically Mm, um and that's something that unfortunately you just have to get over that mental 
hurdle with through the help of somebody or doing it by yourself and that, that can unfortunately take a lot of time to come to senses mm-hmm. with and then going back to the more state of what your current shape looks like and how leather would make it feel and how it perpetuates your body and how it makes you look you look in general as I said there are still people who would only want who only think that leather men should look like what Tom and Finland mm-hmm. drew back in the day for example um and yeah it's, it's absolutely great it looks hot as hell um at the same time that's not what the reality is and no. from my side personally I'm somebody who kind of really clicks on personalities with people so I, yeah. I wouldn't I I don't give a toss what somebody would look like if I'm at one of these social events I'm not gonna not talk to somebody because I think that they don't look good in leather really mm. it's not the way that a leather man yeah. should be that, that, that we're brought, brought, brought up on really we're here to be for each other and to support mm. each other so um in, in essence going back to the the genesis of your question really the psyche part it, it has an absolute huge influence as well as from the physical aspect it can really make you make you look good but more than anything it's how you feel yeah really I know it's getting a bit wishy-washy here in terms of my answer but it's more than anything mm. how important your psyche is yeah. more than how you look on the outside or how people think that you look on the outside what difference do you think it's made to you in terms of your sex life and your sexuality your self-exploration because I cannot imagine for one second that anybody who is involved in kink and leather is doing missionary or is vanilla that ain't happening girl that is not (laughs) happening now i don't i'm not asking you for blow by blow details but just literally what difference do you has that made to to your sex life because i you know what who doesn't want a flipping awesome sex life come on anyone who Uh says no there are some people i know that are just not into sex etc that's fine but for those of us who are i cannot imagine them not wanting their sex life to become flipping awesome well i think so as a caveat before answering your question there are there are out there people who love to wear leather and love to look at guys wearing leather but they can keep and they can have a high sex drive and have fun in the bedroom but they can keep things as vanilla yeah as, as they want to definitely um i think on the majority of the case i can't think of a ratio or percentage at the moment the majority of individuals for example who are who, who fetishize leather would absolutely um agree with me that we do like to have fun join me next week for the second half of this interview click the like button and subscribe so you stay up to date with new episodes every monday 